the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting for the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Jerixa is with us in Boston. Hey, Jerixa, what's up? Yes, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. How can we help? So I was watching your show for a while, and I was starting to save and trying to get out of debt and doing all that stuff. And obviously, I do have a finance car, so I was thinking about it but not willing to. But then I had an insurance problem, and they realized, or I realized, that I had points on my license a lot. So my insurance went up to 600 um, a month, plus my car now up like 450 Your insurance went up to over. 600 a month? Yes. Why? Um, why? Um, I have five points on my license that I didn't realize until I updated my license on my insurance. Okay. Wow. So now the penalty is 35 months for it. Um, so I have that, and then I have my car payment, which I know was kind of stupid. It was it's four fifty. So my idea was to get rid of the car because uh-huh. my schools are distant where I can walk them, um, and then get an. The only issue is I work in my car. I do Uber, but I just feel like it's not worth it anymore. So it would make more sense for me to get a real job or something else, I guess. Um, and I won't have a car, though, but I have the T station across from my house, like right there. I so think you have a great option. plan. I, guess, I think that's a great yeah, plan. I guess, I guess my question is how, what to, like, how to go about it. I do have, I have, I don't know if it's taken advantage or, but I do live in like Section 8 housing and I have a lot of like government assistance. So I know the goal will be to move up and away. So I do have a few options and I guess that was my question. Do I lower my rent and take two part times and then start career searching and, you know, figure how, out what how I want to do you? for how 27. And then I have two kids. I'm a single mom of two kids and I'm 27. Hmm. Okay, you got your hands full, kiddo. Okay, so, listen, let's back up. Whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. Let's back up, okay? One of the, you're asking really, really good questions after you got this really stern wake-up call from your insurance company. Uh, And it's kind of shook you, and you're you're really re-looking everything, and that's very wise. That's very smart. So, the, one of the things I learned many, many years ago, I read a piece of research that said that rich people, when they're making decisions, think about how it's going to affect them 20 years from today. Poor people think about how it's going to affect them Friday. Mm-hmm. And I've been both, by the way. I've been the thank God it's Friday, oh God it's Monday, barely, barely hanging on by my fingernails where you are right now. And so what I learned to do is I said if I want to be rich people, rich people don't make decisions because oh, that way because they're rich. They're rich because they make decisions that way. And so what we want to do is increase the planning window. And so when I 
run into someone in your case, and you're a very inspiring young woman. I think you're going to really be somebody someday. I want to ask myself, 10 years from today, where do I want to be, and which of these decisions take me there? Because if you're not careful, you make short-term decisions which keep you in a short-term situation. If you make long-term decisions, let me tell you what almost always happens. They're almost always painful now and awesome later. Short-term decisions are almost always awesome right now, but painful later because I'm stuck. Does that make sense to you? Yes. So what's the best career path for you that makes you have an amazing life 20 years from today? And what are the steps along that ladder that are there? And what's the first step of that? Even if it's a a painful step or something you don't want to do right now, and it feels icky right now, but by, you know, by, uh, by summer, we'll start to see the light a little bit. And then by the next summer, really start to see the light a little bit and so on. And so, you know, an example of that is, uh, Uber is a, is a, is a valid good side hustle. It's not a real good long-term career play. Agreed? Uh, yes, I finally agree with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> no. I mean, e- even if your car even if your car insurance hadn't gone up, you don't want to be if you're 27 now, you don't want to be a 57-year-old Uber driver in in flying yeah. cars or whatever, right? But I mean, it it's that that's not a good long-term play. So, what is our long-term play? What do we want to be and what are the steps to get there? What must be true? about you and your life that's not true about you and your life today to get you there. And when Sharon and I went broke and lost everything and we had a little baby and a toddler and we were so scared we couldn't breathe and the electricity got cut off and the water got cut off because I didn't pay the bill because I didn't have any money, I had to stop and think, A, I got to get those turned back on, but B, what do I do so that I'm never here again? And I started asking myself those questions and that's how a lot of the principles on this show were born so we've got three issues on ta- on the table today we need to make decisions about with a long-term mindset career housing and transportation yes okay long term riding the subway or the bus is not going to make you wealthy that's right short term yeah. it might enable you to save up and pay cash for a two thousand dollar car and your insurance won't be much on a two thousand dollar car okay yeah. So maybe we do that for a little while. Long-term, living in subsidized housing obviously is not going to make you wealthy. But short-term, it might give you the footing to take some steps towards getting out, right? Yes. So we start setting some dates and stuff in front of us of where we're going to go from there. Yeah. You know, Jerixa, the situation that you're in, I, I relate to in some ways. And there's something about kind of feeling rock bottom right? You feel like you're at the bottom, but now the way to go is up, right? There, you know, necessity truly is the mother of invention and sit down, like Dave said, and really start looking through, okay, what can I do? I want to give you uh, King Coleman's uh, paycheck to purpose and start thinking through, all right, what can I do with myself career-wise? What will that look like with childcare? And really start putting this, I don't want it floating around in your mind. I want you writing these things down on paper and creating a clear plan hey, for hey, what Kato, you're going to do before next. Before I let you go, let me right quick, I'm going to jump in on you, Jade. I'm going to give you so much stuff, it's going to be unbelievable because I think you're awesome and mm-hmm. I want you to go do everything we tell you to do. 
I'm going to put you in Financial Peace University. We're going to sign you up for Ken Coleman's career assessment. We're going to send you his book on Paycheck to Purpose that Jade was talking about. We're going to send you my book, uh, Total Money Makeover. I want you to work six extra jobs. I want you to stay in that place right now and get you a $2,000 car. By one year from today, I want you out of there, and I want you in a decent full-time job taking you towards your career, your short-term steps to get to your long-term goals. Hold on. We'll pick up. We're going to give you $1,000 worth of stuff right there, kiddo, but do everything we said. And call us back and let us know how it goes. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. 82. Thank you for joining us, America. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. So 27-year-old single mom with two kids, 52% of the single moms in America live below the poverty level, and she's probably right close. Yeah. And the the reason I just dumped all that stuff on her is it's my best shot to help her. Uh, and, and so the interesting thing is, is that um, over 30 years of doing this, I have met, I'm not exaggerating when I say thousands of of people who have taken basic financial principles like we're talking about, looking long-term, saving money, uh, not because when you look short-term, you take out a big car payment because the car smells nice. Right. When you, I mean, she's living in subsidized housing as a $400 car payment. See, that's, that, that, that's what keeps you there. Yeah. And so, uh, but, but the opposite of that is what we started describing and what she had already come to in her own wisdom uh, but but the story for you in America is that you can go from there to millionaire. Your bad break can become your big break. And it is about applying the principles and thinking long term. And um, it's like a, a buddy of mine who, who grew up in a really rough neighborhood. He he's, uh, said it, it's easier to get out of the hood and is get the hood out of you. <laughs> uh, that real talk you know and uh, it, it's it's easier to get out of the old neighborhood whatever your old neighborhood is because how many times have any of you out there listening to me have, have heard or even said these words uh people like us yes dave dot 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 
the first time I ever ran into it, and I thought it was so humorous because I was, I'm of course a southern redneck hillbilly, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, about as white as white can be, right? Uh-huh. And so I, I, I thought redneck people like me were the only ones that did stupid butt stuff with car payments. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, start to get a little bit of traction, and there people are inviting me to speak, and I end up in New York City speaking to this group of people there. There was about a thousand people in the audience, and it was pretty much the United Nations. Yeah. I mean, there's every color, every stripe, every background, every uh, uh, accent except mine yeah. in, in the audience, right? And so I was pretty entertaining to them with my hillbilly accent, right? <laughs> but uh, when I got off the stage and started signing, I was cracking up because this lady comes up to me and she goes, but you don't understand. I'm Puerto Rican. Mm. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what a Puerto Rican sure, means, but I don't sure. know what you're talking about. She goes, all Puerto Ricans have to have a big car payment. No. We have to have a nice car. And I'm like, darling, that's not a Puerto Rican disease. That's a human disease. And yeah. it's like, I mean, people like us. I'm probably know? getting ready to get myself canceled, but I hear it all the time. Jade, the system is set up for people like us to fail. Yeah. I hear it all the time. Well, I, and it does, you know, I got to tell you, that is not an African-American thing. That's not a Puerto Rican thing. That is not even a redneck white guy thing. I mean, it's because I heard that, you know, the little man can't get ahead. People like us, but, the corporations, I, I got a relative, the corporations, the corporations. I'm like, what are you even talking about? Look, look, look. Yes, there are things. There are obstacles to overcome oh, for anybody. For, sure, for, for anybody, sure. there's sexism. There's racism. There's ageism. There's all these things. But you're more limited by your own mindset than you are limited by anything systemic, because it's like what you said. I, I can get out of the hood, but I didn't get the hood out of me. Or I, you know, those are the things. That's a mindset. But the thing I was thinking about with her is. she can do this she can i the problem is i believe she can do it maybe more than she does right now and that's the because she's not got anybody around her going you can do this that's right she's not hanging out with people that are doing it she doesn't have a community around her going lifting her arms up saying you got this you got this you got this so we tried in just a moment there to be her community and love her and dump a bunch of things on her but guys you can do this she is going to have to be very intentional about changing her own mind and because we we poured it into her but she's got to keep filling her mind yeah. with i can do this i can overcome this i can earn money i can get out i'm so it's for me mm-hmm. it is for me financial peace is for me too not just the people on tv not just the joneses not just the folks over there financial peace is for you being debt free is for you not just those folks over there so mm-hmm. i hope she believes that there are idiots that will hold you back for some stereotypical reason um again racism is real uh sexism is real uh regionalism is yeah. real i i have people that wouldn't put me on the radio because they thought with a southern accent i must be broadcasting from a double wide not wearing <laughs> shoes but that doesn't mean that that's true it just means that's an ignorant person a hundred percent of racists are ignorant people a hundred percent of sexist are ignorant people uh, and uh, you know that's ridiculous uh and so you can't let ignorant people make your decisions that's for right. you and set up your the the boundaries by which you run your life that's and, right. and so it just I, you know the first thing i did was when i was a kid i got indoctrinated my parents got in the real estate business with the positive thinking movement and then <laughs> i kind of got uh that's just overdone 
and it is overdone yeah uh sometimes but i mean you can't positive think your way into anything but you can't negative think your way into anything right either. right you can't positive think your way into everything but you can't negative think your way into anything that's good dave and, and you can't you got to have new information continuing to do the same thing over and over again expecting a different result and blaming it on someone else is part of what you're doing yeah is the definition of insanity so yeah. this that's why we get so angry around here and passionate about victim thinking she didn't have victim she thinking. did not no she i mean she called she, she here. was scratching and clawing trying to figure out a way yeah but some people look at her situation and go well the problem is not her the problem is the systemic problems in the economy and the, the whole back of a lady like that yeah they're there they're there but you've heard me say it dave she can you, do it you can't blame your way to a better life those are all Ooh, things that you can blame that'll tweet but at the end of the day you can build your way to a better life you can believe your way you can behave your way you cannot blame your way and i love that she called here because she's tired she wants to do something different and she can so the reason i'm going off on the soapbox is for all of you that are listening you actually can help people and you don't help them by giving them a government program. You help them by showing them the way out mm. and putting your arm around them and walking with them on their way out. Yep. And so those of you that are using our materials in uh, halfway houses where people are working their way out of prison, those of you that are using our materials in domestic violence housing, uh, that are get, letting those ladies get a new life after they decided to, after they got in a situation where they're no longer a punching bag. Um, those of you that are using our materials in uh, subsidized housing situations or in lower income, whatever you want to call it, situations, uh, homeless shelters, a lot of them, we, we send them stuff all the time. Uh, those of you that are doing that, it works. Thank you. You are the answer to these people's, to, to folks in that situation. The, the reason I'm not broke anymore is because people love me enough to put their arm around me and show me a different way. I didn't figure it all out in my own head. I know. That's right. I'm here because y'all came alongside me. Without even knowing you. Without even knowing me. It's, it, it's the material. Like he said, if you, if you are putting this message out there, you have no idea uh, the domino effect that you're creating. So there's a power to hope that supersedes ignorant people that are an ism if you're an ism you're an ignorant person and you're in the way and so uh if you're engaging in an ism that's your problem yeah and there's a, the power that supersedes that is hope and that's not some kind of false panacea positive thinking way the truth is when you believe that you can go do stuff so you go do it that's when you get there but when you believe you can't do it then you don't go do it and, and so when someone says, well, it's systemic, I want to smack them because you're a hope stealer when you do that. You're a hope stealer when you allow someone to blame something on someone else instead of going after the dad blame solution. Grab it by the throat. Yes. It's yours. Oh, God, she's inspiring to me. I love it. She's going to be awesome. Hey, we need to follow up with her. I already got her email, Dave. I'm already on it. You're on it. All right. You step ahead of me. This is The Ramsey Show.
open phones this hour as we talk about your life and your money. This is the Ramsey Show. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dave Ramsey. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Ah, Justin's with us in San Antonio. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um. Well, so my question is, I well, first of all, I'll start off love. <clears throat> At the beginning of December, my uh, wife passed away. We oh, have uh, two uh, two young children, a one-year-old and a six-year-old. Oh, and uh, what happened? Been, oh, she had cancer. I'm so sorry. She uh, she was diagnosed when the, my son was six weeks old. Oh my gosh! And uh, she's been fighting it ever since. And so just, a, couple, a couple of years, huh? Uh, it was just over a year. She was admitted on. Uh, you know, on Thanksgiving and on Thanksgiving to the day she was back in. How so, old was she, Justin? Um, Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Mm. Yes, sir. And what was her name? Caitlin. I'm so sorry. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it's been a. You know, obviously not what we expected, but you know we're we're here. Um, One day at a so, time. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, uh, my question is, I mean, we've been following the Dave Ramsey plan for, I mean, I've been listening to you for 15 years. We were married for eight. Um, and, uh, so we're debt free. We, we don't have any debt other than, uh, our home. And so I, I have a plan with, you know, this life insurance money and things like that has been coming in. Um, there is enough there plus what we already had saved and stuff like that to pay off the house. Um, and that's it. We owe, you know, we own everything, just this house. Uh, the only thing we have debt on. So obviously my plan was to do that. Um, it was a house that we built. It was her dream house. So kind of pointing in that direction to use the money for that. Um, we have other money as well, but just specifically that money, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to know, you know, some advice or if I should, in your opinion, if I should just wait or, you know, or uh, if you need any other information to judge that. Well, um, wasn't my wife. I never met her and I still can't breathe just talking to you. So I can't imagine what you're going through. Um, uh, uh, what we suggest folks do if possible in the law and the loss of a loved one is to wait six months before you make any major financial decisions and let some of the the biggest and early waves of grief clear so that your mind is thinking clearer nothing you have said indicates that you're unclear nothing you've said sounds weird you sound like you're processing this whole thing properly and you've you know you've been fighting it with her for a year so it wasn't like it was a, a shock or something so you've had a a period of time to work through some of the emotions at least partially okay uh, but there's no harm no foul in parking the money in a cd for six months and just crying right and then you'll uh, you'll always hurt from this but as time goes along you'll think clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer Sharon and I have been married 40 years. If she died the 1st of December, I would not be thinking clearly right now, I can just tell you. And um, my, my, my brain would be in a total fog. And so um, 
I, I love the idea of doing nothing, and I think that's a possibility for you. Um, it's not horrible to pay off the mortgage, but it's also not horrible to just wait a few months and just breathe. Uh, given that it was your dream home with her, she was involved in the building of it, and it might be painful to live there. You might discover that a year from now. I don't know. Did she pass away at the hospital or at home? At the hospital. Okay. So that, that makes keeping the home a better idea. It might be harder were she there, right? Um, right. Yeah, I mean, it's mainly she, you know, everything was too designed for our children. So yeah. Well, you see, you see her fingerprints every time you turn a corner, though. Oh, I mean, you know, we, yeah. we have... We were picture people. We have pictures everywhere. Well, you don't have those. I hope you have those forever. But I'm, you see what I'm, I'm just saying, I'm saying I don't want the house to be a cause of pain and you kept it only because you paid it off. You follow me? I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't hear anything here that indicates that, but a little bit of time will be clearer on that. If you can wait four or five, six months and park that money in a CD and do, do as little decision making as you can and just give yourself some room to cry um, you'll make a better decision six months from now than you will make now. You might make exactly the same decision and that'll be okay, but it, but it'll be made from a clearer mind. That's my only suggestion. Yes, sir. Okay. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that taking the time and just settling is is the way to go and like dave said you're probably going to end up making the the same choice but at least you'll know it was from a place of clarity and not just from that place of because i think sometimes when things like this happen you're just i gotta do something i gotta do something you know right yeah i'm sorry justin absolutely amen yeah i appreciate it well we're honored to to be part of your family and that you call us in the worst moment of your life and that we um Get to be there with you and walk with you. That's powerful. And if you need anything else, we're still here. You call back six months from now if you want to talk about it again. We'll talk about it. I'll probably remember that call. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alicia's with me in Boise, Idaho. Welcome to the Ramsey Show, Alicia. What's up? Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? Hey, I've got a question. Um, I am currently on Baby Steps 4 and 7. I am looking to potentially, my goal is 4 and 7. Your house is paid for? Yes, sir. Negative, but it's not my forever home, and I plan on selling it. Okay, there's no such thing as four and seven. That's why I was asking. So you're just on baby step four. And six. She has a mortgage. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Yes, Yes, sir. All right, I'm just trying to understand what's going on. All right, okay, I'm back (laughs) with you now. Well, I got You're writing a whole new script for these baby steps. I was trying to catch up. Okay. (laughs) So four is completed. We'll check marks that, but... um, Five and six, well, okay, six I have. Still, I have a mortgage that I am paying on, correct? Correct. Um, I currently have, my goal is to build my forever home. There's no such thing. year. <laughs> oh, there isn't? No. I've, I've lived oh, in four forever okay. homes. <laughs> right, life, well, changes and you're, life changes and you're going to move again. But you want to move up in house and get you a cool house. I'm okay with that part. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. And I want to build it. Good. And I want to at least have... Fifty percent of that cost saved up. Good, cool. I have one hundred and twenty-five thousand sitting in a bank right now. Way to go! What I would like to know is where can I stick that to generate its own not income, but like build off of it. 
So it's sitting there making at least a little bit more than what it's sitting in my regular bank account. How long before you break ground on the house? Um, as of right now, my projection is next year, okay. depending yeah. upon the market and how all the material and cost is going to be. Yeah. But right now I'm projecting 2024. Mm-hmm. And I'm projecting to try to get to 200K. Good for you. You're That's awesome. so cool. And how much equity is in your current home? Um, I've got about 80 in equity, 80,000. Okay. So when you sell it, you'll have another 80. So it'd be 280 in. What's the house going to cost you mm-hmm. in a bill? Uh, my builder says roughly around 400 to 425. Awesome. So you're going to have a mortgage under 200 grand, 150, 200 mm-hmm. grand. And Love it. you're going to pay that off in just a couple of years. You're, you're a rock star. Way to go. So you yes, cannot, there, there, the only thing I do with money on the short term is put it in something like an index fund, like an S&P 500 index fund. That's whatever the stock market does. In one year, you could lose 5%. You could gain 10%. It's probably not worth it. I would just shop around and try to get a little bit more with a money market or some kind of CD for one year. HYSA? You're not, not going to, I would rather it be safe for you, the way your mind works after talking to you, than I would you try to make more on it. And so if you make... 2% instead of 1%, that's okay, but you're not going to make 10% without taking risk I don't want you to take. This is The Ramsey Show. Shaw Ramsey personality is my co-host. Let's face it, taxes are confusing. We hate them. And if you buy into some of the tax service ads out there, you'll believe you'll never get a grasp on taxes and you shouldn't even try. And so let us take care of you. Or they'll suck you into offers that won't help you win with money. And here's a here's a good tax tip for you today. A tax refund is not a bonus. It's a re fund it's your money that you paid in too much to the government and then drunk uncle steve sometimes known as uncle sam sends it back to you with no interest so if you get a big tax refund it's nothing to cheer about it means you calculated your withholding wrong that's all it means you loan them money interest-free all year and then they send it back to you santa claus i know him personally does not live in dc (laughs) not there baby There's your tax tip, all right? So if you hadn't already filed and you're ready to work with a service you can trust, got complicated taxes, get a Ramsey Trusted Tax Pro on your side. They'll walk you through it if you've got a complicated return. If you've got a basic return, use the Ramsey Smart Tax software. It's really cheap, really easy to do. Boom. And we're not going to try to sell you a credit card like TurboTax. Um, You didn't disguise that very well, Dave. I didn't. I I, I thought I was coughing there, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, they're owned by Intuit, and um, sell your credit card, and try to get you a loan on your refund, so that you're happy you got a refund. So now you got a loan with them instead of just doing your stinking taxes. All this crap around doing your taxes. Smart Tax Ramsey Smart Tax just does the taxes. It don't do nothing else. It's kind of boring. So RamseySolutions.com/slash/tax. Check out our Ramsey Trusted Tax Pros and the Ramsey Smart Tax software. Depending on whether you got a complicated or a simple return, we can help you either way. And no hidden gotchas. 
We have no other agenda. We just want you to do this. And no more refunds. Jeez, people, come on. RamseySolutions.com slash tax. Get her done. Chad's with us in San Antonio. Hey, Chad, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. What's up? Um, so I'm a fairly new listener, and um, recently I just took a traveling uh, job, and we we moved from Arizona, and we, we travel uh, throughout the country. Um, and Who, Who's we? I'm... Oh, me and my wife. Okay. Uh, she works remote, so she's able to work. Okay. Um, that, sounds, that, I that sounds like an adventure. Cool. It, it's great. So um, rather than staying in hotel rooms or Airbnbs or short-term rentals, um, we decided to purchase, we sold our home and purchased a, uh, a travel trailer. So um, we have a note on that of approximately $70,000. And... Um, my question for you is, do we let the bank float that and continue to make payments, or is paying something like that off um, a priority? We don't, we don't have any kids. I'm do you have other dad? 35. Um, no, actually, we, I mean. How much money do maybe you have? Maybe 4000 I've got about $90,000 saved, but. We're trying to have kids this year, so I doesn't have cost ninety thousand dollars to have a kid. Either sell the trailer no. or pay it off today. Okay. If you're not willing uh, to pay it 50. off, you need to sell it. Okay. You want to know why? You want to know why? You want to know why? I want to know why. This stupid thing's going down in value like a rock. What'd you pay for it? Uh, One hundred and thirty. And you bought it new. Yes, sir. You know what it's going to be worth in five years, don't you? About what I owe on it, yeah. No. In five years, it's worth 30. Lower. You lost $100,000 over five years. That's what this did. So if you're going to keep it, you got to pay it off. Was it a smart option to do this other than to stay in Airbnbs? I just felt like that was throwing money out the out the window. I don't think it would have cost you a hundred thousand dollars because you're paying payments plus losing a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So no, it was not. So, a smart, it was not a smart move. But you're there now. I'm not. I mean, you know. So here's the thing: you, you're getting ready to have kids. Sometimes you're probably going to sell it and settle down. The sooner you sell it and settle down. Uh, the less financial damage you've got. So were I doing this over, if you really were bent on what you're doing, I probably would have bought the $30,000 used one and towed it around and let it turn into $15,000, and that would have been much more palatable. You bought a freaking Bentley to took behind your truck. $130,000. our our lifestyle we've been we've been camping and traveling and and doing off-road sports so it, it kind of made sense you're not even listening if you well you lost a hundred thousand dollars chad <laughs> that's uh. what this you, you overbought you completely stepped in it and it's all over your shoe and shaking your shoe at me is not going to get it off no it's no. still there Oh my gosh! So yeah. these trailers, it's just like with a car; they're losing sixty percent of their they're value within the Bo- first. Boats, boats and trailers go down faster than cars. Ooh, and oh, it's you know, painful. And, and RVs are the worst. 
They're yeah. the worst of the worst. So whatever you put into a boat, a camper, or an RV, you need to be able to set that amount of money in the middle of the floor and set fire to it, and it'd be okay because <laughs> that's basically what you're doing. Now, I have a couple boats and the same situation, yeah. but I can afford to set fire to that much money and it not affect my life. Uh, Chad can't afford to lose $100,000. So, Chad, if I were in your shoes, if you're going to keep it, and I don't think you're going to get rid of it based on talking to you for two minutes, you're probably going to keep it because um, you're really sold out on this whole idea, uh, I, I, I would pay it off at, at a minimum. At least then you've admitted what you've done and you feel it, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And you don't have the payments anymore. So now we take the payments and you start rebuilding your money so that you can buy a home and settle when you have kids. Cause you're, uh, um, and the sooner you do that, the less this is going to go down in value. Because I'm talking five years out, that 130 is going to be worth 30. Oh, that's painful. <laughs> and uh so i mean that that's where we are and, and but if you if you sell it now you probably could sell a it for more. what you owe on it yeah but uh but you're probably going to run this plan for a little while longer i doubt one phone call to dave ramsey is going to change all this so um that that's the plan but yeah that's what i would do if i were in your shoes the good news is you have the money in the account and you can pay it off ouch 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 annie's in phoenix hey annie what's up Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure, what's up? Um, I have a question. So my job that I work at, they give us stocks, and um, they've been giving us stocks for the last five years that I've been working there. I've never really done anything with it. They just announced they're not going to give us stocks anymore, so I'm like, okay, I should do something with it. I'm wondering if I should just sell them and then pay off my car, and then just like from there snowball into my credit card um, debt. Or if I should just ignore it and leave it and let it grow, or I'm not sure how that works, to be honest, and um, sell my car to pay off my credit card debt. I liked your first idea. If I had a bunch of company stock, I'd probably liquidate it in order to pay off debt, only because it's single stocks. You know, it's not your long-term play for investing. And I don't know what company you work for. I don't know how stable they are. But if something were to happen, you know, with the company, the value of the stocks could easily go down. So that's what I would do. Yeah, sell it. And if you got enough to pay off your car and your credit cards, great. If not, pay off your smallest debt to your largest debt. And then take any money that's freed up and any money you can squeeze out of your budget and finish off the rest of the debts. You want to have a goal, Annie, of being debt-free as fast as you can because your most powerful wealth-building tool is your income. And the faster you're not giving it to someone else for buying stupid stuff with money you don't have to impress people you don't really like, the faster you're going to become wealthy. And that's the process. So, yes, definitely liquidate that today. Um, and it's just it's a bonus money. You got a bonus mm-hmm. at work. You got a bonus at work. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to use it to get out of debt. That's what I'm doing. Good question, Annie. Thank you for the call. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.